Welcome back, book nerds. It's Angie, and on today's episode of the podcast, I will be speaking with Nicole Emanuele, writer and director of the short film Wingman, which was showcased at the 2020 Holly Shorts Film Festival. Wingman is a 2019 Refinery 29 Shatterbox short film about young female fighter pilots on the cusp of deployment. Without any further delay, let's jump into the podcast. Hi there, book nerds. Welcome to today's episode of the podcast. Joining us today, we have Nicole Emanuele. Thank you so much for joining me today, Nicole. Hi, thanks, Angie. I'm glad to be here with you. Now, for our audience that isn't familiar with you or your work, can you please introduce yourself? Yeah, um, well, my name's Nicole Emanuele, and um, I'm a filmmaker who lives here in LA. Um, I have been making films for a long time. I kind of knew that I wanted to do this very early on in my life. I grew up in Maryland and I didn't really have any connections to Hollywood. I actually had an older cousin that got me into filmmaking and he was the cinematographer on Wingman. Um, He went to Temple University Film School in Philly and um, got me kind of hooked into movies when I was in in my early teens. Um, So I just started making my own stuff and volunteering on independent film sets through the Maryland Film Commission. And then um, I ended up going to Florida State University Film School where I met a lot of other people that like to make movies. Um, And that's kind of been how I started my career. But um, I've also been an executive in film and TV and, like I said, I didn't know anybody. So I really just like, I got my first job by going to places I thought made cool stuff with my resume and like knocking on the door. And a lot of them laughed at me and were like, you have to like apply like on the internet and stuff. Um, But the one place was like, yeah, you can have an internship here. And that was how I got started. It's kind of led to everything in my, you know, job career side. And then I just like, always make movies um and wingmen this project wingmen is something that um was supported by first like the tribeca institute and their um they have a chanel um program called through her lens and so it was supported through that they gave me a little grant and took me through um like a director's workshop Um, and then they connected me to refinery 29 who greenlit this along with level forward um, as a part of their shatterbox series so um, i've been very lucky to have had so much support on this project and um, it's been exciting for me that this idea of telling the story of women doing this incredible thing um, has connected with people i love that and I think it's really great that you're able to that you were able to get your start and I just love I've been interviewing women in film almost for the past two weeks and it's just so inspiring because I'm also a filmmaker so it's just really great to be here talking to you today and I really enjoyed Wingmen but for our audience that doesn't know what the film is about can you please let them like give them a little synopsis or a log line Sure. Um, Wingman is about um, some best friends who are flight partners. They're um, aviators in the Air Force and they fly a jet together like kind of 
know, Maverick and Goose. Um, and the story of Wingmen takes place during one of their bachelorette parties and um, kind of the friendship that they have in the sky and on the ground, how they're partners in both places. That sums it up perfectly. Um, I love how your dog wants to get in on the interview. <laughs> yeah. Wait, here he is. Hey, Moose. Oh, he's so cute. Thank you. <laughs> I was like, wait, is it the audio? But it's just your dog. <laughs> I know. Uh, so you're the writer and director of the film. Can you tell us a little bit about what the inspiration was? Yeah, so this movie, while it's a, like a high concept, it's really personal to me. Um, my youngest sister is um, a naval aviator in the Naval Academy, and um, she's kind of my baby. I was seven when she was born and was always taking care of her. And um, just when she went on this path and started at the Naval Academy, um, it was this crazy thing, you know, she was 17 years old. And then two years later, she signed paperwork committing to the military for years of her life. Um, and she was so young. Um, and I had a lot of thoughts about what it was like to be a woman in the military and what it was like to be in the military because I don't come from a military family so a lot of that was shaped by the media and the movies and the stories that I've seen and seeing my sister go through it um she's so different from that like she's not G.I. Jane and um none of her friends are and in fact like I had this experience uh, where we went to a bar with some of her girlfriends from um, the Naval Academy in flight school. And um, it was my sister's kind of quasi bachelorette party. And um, I looked around the bar and I realized that like no one in this bar would ever think that like the three women I was sitting with fly like multi-million dollar aircraft. Um, and like, it just, it was, this kind of amazing thing to me because they look very young they look like normal women <laughs> you know it's just like I you know it's just that was something that I wanted to like tell the story about and I wanted to um tell a story about them in a way that allowed them to be as young and immature as they are in real life um and that they were faced with some of the hard choices that people in the military are faced with. Like when you do deploy or, you know, you, your husband gets stationed in a different place or your boyfriend does, or, you know, all of that. And I think for women in the military, what I've seen is um, a lot of the men, a lot of military wives, there's a whole culture of like women that date and marry military men and, have community around that and they travel with their uh, husband and kind of pick up and do what he's doing. But um, for these women in the military, like it's very rare that they have civilian partners. Um, they almost always have military partners and that makes it pretty complicated, um, you know, and uh, 
for my sister, like she and her husband do different things in the military. And so it was a lot of work for them to get stationed even within like 200 miles of each other for their home base, not like deployment, just for like day-to-day life. Um, and so it, it's just really fascinating to me. And, um, and I think the other thing is I wanted to show the weight of the world that's on their shoulders when they're actually in the field. Um, and I think specifically for um, pilots that are kind of flying um, these like high speed aircraft at this point, like they're really not in as many dogfight situations, but there are like, you know, really big like situ, there are situations with heavy political tensions and they can have global ramifications on our relationship with other nations. And, you know, when you boil it down, it's a couple of, it's four people in the sky and, you know, it's two people in one plane and two people in another plane and it could have an impact that's much greater. So um, that was another reason, another kind of inspiration for me in, in this specific story. And that kind of situation that happens in the film where um, our main characters have a face-off with an enemy aircraft that's not really violent, but is dangerous, um, that happens and it makes the news and it like causes, um, it causes a lot of tension um, internationally. Yeah, I think it's really amazing how you kind of just describe the whole film with just you know your personal experience and I mean you totally said that um the screenplay is based off your little sister and how you saw them and everything but yeah I think it was really interesting how you were able to you know capture these women who you know they just they just seem like normal women at the beginning of the film and you're and they're just you know at a bachelorette party and then they get the phone calls and just like wait what are what's their job and once you find out it's just like oh okay but at the same time it's also empowering to see women you know being like they're the best team in their division and that was really amazing to see it reminded me of Captain Marvel a little bit and I was just like yes (laughs) Yeah, it's cool. So it's funny you mentioned Captain Marvel because the Air Force was really helpful in my research on this project. Um, They connected me with a number of real pilots who I could speak to. Some of them were were pretty senior and are training younger pilots. Um, The other thing that they did for us is they actually had set up something special around it was kind of around Captain Marvel because they were making a promo piece that was going to air with Captain Marvel. Um, And they got hundreds of female Air Force pilots together um, at an Air Force base just north of Los Angeles. And they invited us to come and we brought the actresses. um, And so me and and Jazz and Sam, who play Marie and Sarah, we drove up to the Air Force Base and we met hundreds of pilots. And a woman who was like a two-star general, um, Jeannie Bradley, she was the first fighter pilot in the Air Force, female fighter pilot in the Air Force. She um, spoke and we were able to like really connect with a lot of these women. And that was a good inspiration for 
Sam and Jazz to kind of be able to kind of feel the passion that these pilots feel, but also get to talk to them about dating and like what it's like when you're, you know, doing, uh, when you're on base or what it's like when, um, you know, you're in the air, they got to kind of hear all of that and kind of bring that to their characters. And for me, it really like, it was so, it was just so impressive to see all these people together. Um, the other thing I did in my research was I connected with um, a woman who's a former Air Force pilot and she flew these like really big planes and like special ops missions. Um, and she's a flight instructor now. And so she introduced me to a young woman who acted as our like stunt double in the film. Um, and I was able to go on some like flight lessons with them. And it wasn't in like a, you know, fighter pilot. It was just in a Cessna, but it was really cool. I was like in the back of this plane and two, like one woman was teaching another really young woman, like how to do this. And it was, it was really inspiring for me because, um, you know, there's like the Amelia Earhart story, but you just don't, I've, you don't hear about women pilots very often uh, these days. They're less than 4% of all like certified pilots. Um, and I think like in the Air Force, the numbers are incredibly small. Um, so it was just, it's been really special. And that woman um, who, who was learning and flew me, and then she acted as our flight double, which was great because those hours she flew went into her application to become a fighter pilot and she just like has gotten through her first steps of training and is um like getting her wings so it's really great it was cool that like in making the film we got to like be a part of a woman's journey to get to reach her goal of being a pilot yeah and i mean it also is a great parallel from the film as well because these women you know they're finally getting to do what they, as they said in the film, they're, they're born to do. And you're able to like do that in real life. So I think that's just a great parallel that you were able to, you know, live out. Yeah. Well, it was, it's funny because um, at first I would have thought that like, oh man, you'd be really bummed to get your deployment orders, like it's scary. And it's, um, you know, it's like, what's going to happen? And you're being yanked from your day-to-day -day life. But as I, that was like my first instinct. But then as I got into it and started talking to various women who are pilots and, and in the military, it was like, no, they've been working for years for this. This is like what they want to do. And so it is an exciting time. Um, and I think, especially for those folks that have the, um, the privilege of flying those jets, it's like the best time to do that. You know, you, you work really hard for that opportunity. Yeah, and I really enjoyed that part of the film too, where you were kind of just like, you can see them kind of struggling with the news and what they're gonna do about it. But at the end, they're just like, this is it, you know? And it, it was a really great new perspective that I was able to see because, you know, in film and in TV, like once they get the deployment, it's just like the whole world is shattering. But it was really nice to see the, the brighter side of it through Wingman. Yeah, I mean, I think 
it's also complicated. I think there's so much more to the story um, that I want to tell, like what happens when they get there. And like, I think in some ways deployment can be less exciting than you want it to be. You know, I think it's a lot of um, sitting around and waiting for things to happen. And, um, and then, you know, I'm sure there are, you know, they're really taught to follow orders, but I think they all have their own personal um, thoughts and ethics and ideas of how they would approach various situations. And I'm sure that gets complicated um, at times. So I'm excited to hopefully be able to explore some of those things in a longer version of the story. I was going to say, maybe it can become a feature film that we need actually <laughs> you know it's not like we want it we need it <laughs> <laughs> I, well I hope so I mean I I'd really love the opportunity to tell the story as a feature film and um or a series you know I'm kind of thinking and working on both avenues and because you know both women are absolutely amazing characters they're strong they're beautiful they're you know, very empowered. What do you believe is the key to create those characters? Well, I mean, I think you have to, uh, I, I guess what makes them strong is they have perspective. Um, they support each other. Um, and they think they're complicated, you know, they're, they're not, straightforward um and one-dimensional you know they have a lot of things kind of pulling at them and um so that's kind of what i look for in strong characters and i think with these three women it was important to me to have the jane character as well um anna koto is first off a dream she's amazing and um I'm not sure if you uh, have seen her skating videos, but she's like become a TikTok legend with roller skating lately, uh, which is so cool. So, um, but Anna plays Jane and Jane was really important because she's kind of the me or the, you know, whomever is outside of the world, like where, you know, and I think we can all relate to that situation where like you've known someone for a really long time and then now they're in a new world order or a new situation and you're kind of like, I don't understand that thing that is a part of their life now. Um, or, um, you know, that's kind of how I have been with my sister. And honestly, like this project has really brought us a lot closer. It's helped me and her have a lot of conversations about what she does and what it's like. And, um, you know, to do it in a way where she doesn't feel like I'm judging her. And I feel like I'm, I'm getting a peek behind the curtain in a way that like, I, I wouldn't have maybe like been able to outside of this project. So, um, 
anyways, it was kind of important for me to have that dynamic. Because first off, I don't know if you've ever been to a bachelorette party, but every time you go, there's always like, there's people from different walks of your life and you're kind of faced with all those things at once. Um, and so that's something that I've experienced almost at every bachelorette party I've been to. Um, and, you know, it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just that you have different, you know, different versions of yourself and, in different relationships. And so I wanted to make sure that was um, clear. And also I thought it was fun to kind of have, um, to see Marie and Jane clash and Jazz Sinclair who plays Marie. Um, she just, she really blew me away when I met with her. We had a coffee to kind of talk about the project before um, she committed to it and I was just, it's really hard to be that person who has the strong moral core and knows what they want and is good at what they do. I feel like it often comes off self-righteous and unlikable, you know, especially in female characters. I think like for male characters, it's actually easier to pull that off. Um, but Jazz, uh, she just really brought a lightness of spirit. And that was what I wanted to see in Marie. Like I wanted her to be this like grounded, strong person who knew what she wanted and was kind of unwavering. But she's also like, she is the type of person that you'd want to have fun with too. And so I didn't want to lose that. Um, and Jazz brought all those pieces together. Um, and then Sam, who plays, um, who plays Sarah, she like, what, what grabbed me in her audition was like, when she like, she made this face in the flight stuff when we were reading that, that just like, was scared and it was scared and kind of mad and this kind of mix of emotions that I thought was really hard to grab um and she's just also like so she's someone you want to be around and like um has that quality so it was amazing to work with these three women they're they're really incredible and hopefully I'll have the chance to work with them again sometime Oh, absolutely. They did absolutely amazing. And, you know, I've always said they don't use jazz enough in the uh, Sabrina show. And yeah. this continued to prove my point. And it's just like, let this girl have roles, please. <laughs> so yeah, I'm really she's... glad you were able to use her and, you know, show everyone her range because she's just so talented. She really is. Well, I think the other thing is I was glad in later episodes of Sabrina, they pulled her out from the glasses, but they like were almost hiding her at times. And I think, um, you know, she's just has so much to offer and I'm, I'm really excited. She's also like just stepped into music. Uh, she's releasing like some, um, an album or music video this week that she's been working on. So not to like promo her, but I love jazz and I'm really excited to see more from her. We will be streaming. I will be streaming. <laughs> Good. Good. And you mentioned the flight scene a couple of times. What was it like filming that? Like, were you guys, I have to ask, this is gonna be really dumb, but were you guys actually in the air or was it just like a simulator? Oh my God, it was one of the best days of my whole life. I loved it. It was so much fun. And it was a lot of prep. Um, 
we found a plane that we could use. Um, it's owned by um, a place called Pursuit Aviation. They actually use the plane we filmed in usually to film like high speed um, sequences. So they have like a thing that goes on the front they can put cam a protected camera in and like go film like high speed jets and things. So they've used it in a lot of movies, including, um, Oh man, I'm forgetting the name of it. Eh, I'm just going to stop that because I, <laughs> I forgot which movies they've used it in. But um, so they don't normally use that plane as a picture plane. And we were the first time that they did that. And we filmed on the ground um, the scenes so that we got and captured all the dialogue and action but then we also did three flights and both jazz and sam flew in the back seat uh and went at really high speeds i mean they took on multiple g's in the turns and uh and it was crazy i gave them like a list of the script and it was numbered based on segments and the pilot who was this legend, he's a legendary pilot who races planes and normally acts as like a pace pilot. Um, so he had a script and they had a script and they would do like certain flight moves tied to the action. And they would like, you know, for the cameras, which were like GoPros, the um, actors would be like, okay, this is like scene one. And then they would like do the move and perform the scene so I mean they really were acting up there and they were doing it themselves because I couldn't I couldn't be with them <laughs> so but you know it was incredible we practiced it a ton and um I just am so like I think it's part of the reason they signed up to do the project because they're like I get to fly in a jet like yes um but also I really to me it was really important to actually film them flying because it gets it just makes it so much more realistic than if you're doing green screen stuff. Um, and then I was really like lucky because um, Curtis Carlson, who did our visual effects, actually did Captain Marvel visual effects as well. And so he like we like create crafted a plan from the beginning on like how we would do it. Um, and it was kind of it was based a little bit on some of the Captain Marvel stuff. But I I mean look. I kind of like our look better because it just feels more <laughs> realistic. It feels like, because they didn't have the actual flying stuff. They were in a better, I, I mean, I think that the plane, I'm really happy with it. I wish we were in like a real, like F, I really wanted an F-18 and we were very close to getting one, but uh, we it didn't end up working out. Um, and so this plane, which is called a T-33, is a trainer plane. And it's actually from like the 1950s. So it's a historical plane. And it really does say Air Force on it and stuff. So that's cool. But I think that like, for me, I, I wanted a more modern plane, but I was really, really happy with how it all turned out. Yeah, I, that made me so happy that she said they're actually flying because I was like, there's no way this is green screen. And it's just like, it was just so cool to watch. It was one of my favorite parts. And, oh, thanks. Oh, you guys just did so amazing. So that just made me really happy to hear that, you know, it was practical. They were actually up in the air and it was not green screen. Uh, that just, that made my whole day. <laughs> it was an incredible day. And like those two are true. Like Sam, 
um, and Jazz were true champions. Like to act at multiple G's, like what? Yeah, that's what was really getting to me because they were doing so well. And I was just like, are they actually in the air and giving this amazing performance? Like what's happening? And uh, it just paid off so well for the film. And it's, I hope everyone listening gets the chance to watch it. And because that scene is just amazing. Thank you so much. That means a lot to me. Uh, it was no problem. It was just so good. Like, I just can't stop saying it. <laughs> I really enjoyed the film. And um, yeah, anyone listening, please go watch it. And um, you were mentioning you were having difficulties with the getting a plane. Were there any other difficulties during filming? Um. No, I mean, I think it's always like a, like a race for time. Um, and, um, you know, there's other small things like uh, in kind of the race for time, we were filming the house where they're staying. It, we only had that for like a day and a half. And um, I really wanted wallpaper in the bathroom and we couldn't finish the whole room because we had to start shooting. <laughs> so it's like in most of the shots, the wallpaper is not there. And I'm just like, oh, I really wanted the like flowers all behind her <laughs> on the phone. Like, but you know, it kind of is what it is. So you let go of some things. And yeah. the other challenge was, oh my Lord, it was so cold. The scene where they're like out back having the bachelorette party in tank tops, it was freezing, freezing, unexpectedly cold. And like all three of them were incredible, like incredible champions. Like literally the camera would cut and they would be like, <laughs> and we'd have to like run in down jackets. Um, we just like totally did not expect that. Yeah, that's pretty insane because it looked like it was, you know, not, cold but it looked like it was maybe like it was it looked like a fresh day so to hear that it was freezing that's insane because I am a baby when it comes to the cold so oh they did amazing yeah these girls are tough yeah I could never <laughs> you know do you have any advice for aspiring filmmakers specifically women and you know what it means to be a writer a director or you know just anything you have do it. If you want to do it, do it. Like no one is going to call you up and give you an opportunity. And it's hard that, to be like banging on doors all the time, but like you have to make it happen and um, be the one that's driving, you know, driving the force to get you there. Um, and I'm telling myself that too, because, you know, it's like, it's hard. You have to keep at it. And um, yeah, that's, I think that's the most important thing. Absolutely. I've been hearing that like all week. So it's just like, okay, I need to just get it in my head and do it. <laughs> like I need yeah. to listen Set and take a it. <laughs> Set a date and make it happen. There we go. So all the women listening or just any filmmakers in general, or, you know, whatever you're doing, just do it <laughs> yeah I mean you have to just do it and like 
you know, constraints only like bring, bring like creativity, you know? So like, just let's make it happen. There we go. And where can we follow you as well as wingmen on social media? Um, so for me, like I'm mostly on Instagram and um, my handle is at Coley Emanuele and it's spelled C-O-L-E-E-M-A-N-U-E-L-E. Um, and the movie doesn't have social. Um, it's mostly just online. Um, but uh, there is like a hashtag wingman movie where you can see some stuff. Um, and we've got a website wingman-movie.com. I absolutely love that. And will there be any future screenings for Wingmen in other film festivals? I hope so. Um, we don't have anything planned right now. Um, you know, film festivals right now are kind of going through their own um, crises um, as people, you know, don't really want to be near each other in the movie theaters, which is so sad. I'm dying to get back to the movies. Um, so you know, I'll let you know, but I do update the website um, when there are update when there are updated screening information. There we go. You just have to keep an eye on the website, everyone, so you can make sure to check out Wingman, the short film. And I absolutely enjoy talking to you today, Nicole. Thank you so much for joining me. You, I, I love the film. <laughs> I can't, I can't say that enough. And it was just. It was just a pleasure talking to you today. Thank you. So nice to talk to you too. And I really appreciate that you loved it. That really like means a lot to me. Thank you for making it like genuinely <laughs> because I feel like this story, it just needed to be told and it's something we don't really see. So I always appreciate when it's women behind, you know, these powerful stories of women as well. So just thank you. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I had an amazing time talking to Nicole about Wingmen, and I hope you enjoy listening in. Make sure to visit the film's website to stay updated on where you can catch the next screening. That's all for now. Thank you for listening in. Take it home for us, Nicole. Hi everybody, I'm Nicole Emanuele, the writer-director of Wingmen, and you're listening to GeneBookNerd.com.